five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, your premier podcast for the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Light Force, joined virtually, as always, by Omni at Omni Strafe and Jordan at Sir Dr. Jam. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello, hello. How things are going? Things going. Yeah. With me, not not so much. Like, my airwaves are kind of clogged. I don't know if you, you guys can hear it. Uh, I don't know. Should, should I wear a mask? Not to, you know... Spread Infect my germs. this over the uh, interwebs. Yeah, I've heard there's viruses online as well. So better install that uh, toolbar that came with that free shareware uh, installation you just downloaded. Oh, on, good. You know, I've I've heard the more toolbars you have, the safer oh, yeah, your computer like, will be. It's it's physical. How they call it? Uh, walls of fire, right? So <laughs> walls of fire. I mean, you might find that your computer slows down just a bit, but that slowdown simply means it's safe. It can't do anything so fast that you won't catch it in real time. If there's one thing mm. I trust, it's the Bing search bar and sometimes the Yahoo search <laughs> bar as well. Whoa, 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 man. You'd be dissing Alta Vista like that? <laughs> Look, I like the, the only thing I like more than Bing is my Zune. Zune. Oh, man. It's funny because I, in Hebrew... Like if you mm -hmm. if you use that that word, like it becomes uh, a non-family friendly show anymore. Really? Oh, really? So do least, I have to do I have to flip show. the toggle to explicit now? Because well, I don't know. We're we're marked as as an English English speaking uh, podcast, so I think we're safe. Okay. Microsoft got so away with it. So if we just start it, right? like swearing in foreign languages, that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah. I'm sure there's a language out there where ready, set, pwn is, is, you know, you just, you shouldn't say that in public, English included. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. It, it's hard to keep track. You know what else is hard to keep track of? Everything that's going on in the Overwatch League. I mean, last week, oh. the three of us collectively said, hey, what we saw in Vancouver, it's not going to be the first. We're going to be back in a couple of weeks. There's probably going to be more announcements. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Did either of you envision what we've seen in one week's time happening? I, personally, I envisioned a little bit of rest with these. <laughs> but it seems like that's not the case. I mean, it didn't help that we had no idea when trade deadlines were and things like that. So Yeah. Fair, which we now do. We'll talk about that when we get there. And I love how when the post comes out, they publish dates that have happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty hey, did cool. you know the season ended very, already? Very cool. I did not. I was I I expected that we were going to have the grandest grand final following the grandest final. The grander grander final. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, when the world gets together and decides which team plays the Overwatch League champion, mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. like that. Boy, I can't wait to yeah, watch these two teams um, uh play it out in the next season, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same that's roster. exactly how it works, because uh, both teams are definitely bringing back the same roster. Definitely. Uh, oh, wait, not. Um, which we'll get into when we dive in the fray. But the Vancouver Titans, they, they made an announcement last week. They know we're recording today. I think they're going to go and probably publish their next few announcements after we record. Uh, Podcast lore says Wednesday. Uh, but the Toronto Defiant, uh, they went and made uh, some moves. We'll talk about uh, those in a moment. And a certain someone swung through uh, RSP court. So let's uh, let's start talking a little bit about that by uh, uh, pushing this payload. Moving the payload. Join me. If you happen to be a member of RSP Discord, you already know what we're about to talk about. If you are not yet a member of RSP Discord, then you need to join it. Discord.io/readysetphone. But uh, RSP Discord has been. Uh, say a little bit quieter since sort of the season has won down um you know the conversations have sort of been about uh, uh yeah what's going on with the the bird social app and um well we had remembrance day recently mm -hmm. and then on uh, the weekend um we had a message from adam adam who drops in rsp discord i mean he's been a member for some time and he just drops 
Out of the blue, what's going on? Anyone hearing any rumors? Seems like a slow time in Overwatch. <laughs> and exactly. I, I mean, I just happen to be online. I see this. And so I reply. I'm like, you know, haven't heard any rumors. Got any? Because yeah. you've obviously come here to talk and that's cool. I'm going to engage. Um, and his comment to me is, why was I up? Well, first of all, <laughs> it wasn't that early. Like it was like seven something in the morning on a Saturday. Um, but the real reason is I was watching the Liverpool football club uh, play and I had to get up a little bit earlier to do that. Um, but his follow up to this is the craziest started earlier than we expected. If we wait another week, it may very well be that every owl player will be LFT. And had I known that that was the juice yeah. for, for me, it- I would have run with that. For me, it felt like, you know, that gif with Donald Glover. I think it's from Community where he comes in with the pizzas in, back home and everything's yeah, on, fire. on fire. So that was yeah, kind of like the thing for me. I was away from my computer for a while. My, my son just turned one. And there was a party and then daycare starting. So I'm like out of it completely. And I come back home. And, and <laughs> funnily enough, I did have a bunch of pizzas left from, from the party. And, and like I'm logging in. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Exciting, though can tell you that mm-hmm. but um yeah Adam, you know drop some drop some juice in an <laughs> rsp discord juice that we you know let's be honest wasn't Juicy. the freshest because we'd seen some transformation sort of across the league but this weekend was when everything just completely happened um but what is also interesting is that you know he's sharing these comments in rsp discord I actually had to go and look, like, was he having similar conversations in, in Defiant Court? He was not. So, hey, we are your exclusive at Toronto Defiant and Vancouver yeah. podcast for a reason. Hell yeah. But uh, he did not share, though, that the Toronto Defiant uh, would be making some small adjustments, you could say, uh, to their roster. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the, their uh, community activation where uh, it was... Uh, five kids got to be uh, Toronto Defiant players for a day, like sign legit owl contracts and all that jazz, cool. uh, get their promo videos and, and what have you. But uh, yeah, Toronto has made four cuts. And I use that loosely because, again, there's a variety of reasons as to why a player may not return to the team. One, they're a free agent. Two, they were going to an option year and the option is held by the team. So the team gets right. to determine whether or not they exercise the option. Uh, and then three, sometimes it's just sort of a, a mutually agreed upon departure. So in this particular case, we learned that uh, Hisu and Moby Dick were not coming back, which I mean, he, the big one there was Hisu because right. we're building a team around Hisu. Hisu's on his way out. Moby Dick. Okay. I guess he's not coming back as a head coach. Okay, I mean, we knew that Toronto was looking for someone. Then we saw that Twilight not coming back, which that kind of blew my mind a little bit. And then Yang Wan, who's the uh, the fourth member of the Toronto Defiant we know are, are not coming back. All four of them have received farewell tweets. That's not to suggest everyone else is safe, because I think it was on, on Twitter, Adam had sort of commented that, um, you know, with the number of people out there who are exercising this LFT opportunity that's been provided to them. Um, Defiant are being a, a providing sort of a similar favor, though that could be not by the player's individual choices. Um, they've also, though, announced they are bringing in a new head coach, and that's – I'm going to get at the name wrong here. Is it Casores? I think so. From San Francisco? That's how I've been saying it. Casores, yeah. Um, anyhow, he was – cut by the San Francisco shock, formerly an assistant coach there. Uh, he is now joining Toronto as a, as a head coach, Yeah, uh, which new head coach, new strategy. And I would imagine new roster. Yeah. That's the thing. Like if, if things are, let's speculate a little bit. If things are the way they are, uh, as, as, as we were told, uh, it doesn't mean like players cannot stay or some of the roster will stay, but what, what, what does seem like it's a complete rebuild is the type of names that we saw um, and again announced. It's not like we saw, okay, although is, is, you know, is released or thank you, Muse. We literally see Twilight, you know, the captain, and we see our uh, star DPS in, in Hisu, you know, being told goodbye and good luck in, in your uh, future team and whatnot. 
So that makes me think of, of either, yeah, we're, we're going totally in a new direction and the rumors do say that across the league, maybe more NA teams are going to go down the road of, of Western teams to avoid visas. And, you know, results do show that maybe the gap between the Korean rosters and the, the Western rosters are not as big as they used to be. And, and the other side of it is maybe these players who are the big names, um, they, said like okay we're not we don't want to uh, maybe stay with toronto anymore let's just we're, we want to be free agents and that's why maybe a name like twilight or hisu who can find a spot in another squad and they gotta start early uh looking um maybe that's why um we we see uh their name announced first so i i definitely agree with you that it's, it's gonna be again uh <laughs> deja vu here Another rebuild for for Toronto. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting to see all the action so far because I I feel like there's been a lot of cries of rebuild, whereas we were told otherwise. Uh, you know, going into the past season, and it also strikes me as a market correction. Almost, there's been a lot of talk about player salaries being too high in esports in general um these organizations you know not necessarily being the cash cows that maybe they were sought to be or told they would be prophesized if you will um so i do think there's there's some just given how many teams we've seen making these announcements how many teams we've seen allowing their players to explore the opportunities available to them even if they uh you know technically um could have their option exercised or whatever with the team. Um, I, I think there's certainly an element of everyone is testing the waters. And it's also the fact that I think there was a lot of uncertainty going into this past season, right? When we were going into this past season, people didn't know what Overwatch 2 was going to be like. People didn't know if it was even going to be a hit or if players were going to come back to the wider game as a whole. Um, and so I, I really think that now that we know... Uh, you know, Overwatch 2, for all intents and purposes, is still a fun game to play. And we've seen the Twitch numbers, and we saw the numbers that Grand Finals got. Um, it, it doesn't really surprise me that much that we're now seeing mm -hmm. a lot of change, because I think people are, are kind of, in a lot of ways, flocking back to the game. We've even seen a lot of players that uh, had previously retired, or, you know, maybe not retired, but just hadn't found a home in the league. We're seeing a lot of them tweeting LFT uh, messages again because they want to rejoin the, 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 you know, the major leagues, if you will. Um, and, and bring back bumper. some big names, right? We've seen Haxall, we've seen bumper, we've seen Tizzy, uh, a lot of different players coming back. I think I may have seen bird ring as well. Mm -hmm. um, there's, you know, a number of, what some people would say the greats that want to return that say they've been grinding that, you know, maybe they did go down to contenders or something like that, but it really feels like, uh, we're going to see in some ways, a, maybe a bit of a resurgence. Um, and at the same time, I think that, uh, like I say, a bit of a correction as well, where, where I think players won't necessarily be bringing in as much as they maybe had previously, but yeah. Yeah. Hey, I guess, uh, free to play worked. <laughs> yeah. yeah um you're i think you're bang on i think there is a correction taking place um i can't say i've heard a whole lot in fact i can't specifically tie this to the vancouver titans right. simply because i have actually no clue who actually pays the bills when it comes to the titans these days but i do know that on the connect sports and entertainment side um, there have been instructions to ensure that every dollar spent is a dollar wisely mm. saved. <laughs> um, and, you know, there's this perception in the community that the Titans have been this budget operation all along. That's not the case. No. Um, they have up until last year been willing to spend the money. It's just that they haven't found enough people to take them up on the money they're willing to spend. And that the team would be in turn willing to pay. Like, oh, if they wanted to offer the three of us six-figure salaries to play for them, we'd all take it. They would never in a million years offer us more than maybe six cents. Yeah, and just throwing money at issues does not solve them necessarily. So, mm -hmm. 
It's just no. one si- uh, part of the equation. But uh, no, I'm not like I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I definitely think you're on point there. Um, yeah, and I I think we're starting to sort of see this across the league. I mean, uh, Harsha actually commented about this, right. and he had said that you know based on the whispers. I think let me see if I can find a tweet. Yeah. From very early whispers, this offseason seems like it'll be the biggest delta Mm -hmm. between actual interest in OWL and spending from teams. It's an unfortunate necessity from both esports market correction and economic downturn, but I hope it doesn't disrupt the league too much. And this is something that we do need to point out. If there has been disruption across any industry, it is in tech. I mean, Omni and I are, you know, direct results of economic downturn in the tech space we lost our jobs over the course of this year yeah esports teams are tech yeah there's another side to it i think um i'm not sure if you you brought it up there jordan had some technical issues there but, but but the fact of the matter is that we have these 20 franchises right and and it's not like people who want to be an owl are going to be like, oh, that's not enough money. I'm just going to go play in contenders. No, that's literally <laughs> yeah. the, the only thing they have. Yeah. And therefore, uh, if if there is a game of chicken between, let's say, the majority of teams, I dare to 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 you know speculate here that don't want to spend and don't really that care that much to win all the titles and all the MVPs, like maybe two or three or four teams that are willing to still do that in season six, they can just wait it out. Okay. It's not like every star is going to get signed by those two or three rosters who who are willing to spend heavy, heavily. Maybe mm-hmm. they will get the best players, but there's guess what? There's so many other uh, competitive players out there. If if you look now at the free agents or the people who were let go, you can build like three or four super teams easily out of that. And and the more you wait, right? There is a replacement for you. I don't care who you are. Maybe not proper or something like that, but uh, there's there's a big market, right? It's it's a uh, how how should we say it? I don't know who's the buyer or the seller, but but definitely, uh, um, it's it's the team's market right now. Mm-hmm. And now would have been a perfect time also for another expansion, right? That's that the, the original plan was for like twenty eight teams or something like that. I don't see it happening, not with the crazy buy-in or, or the other teams that would be happy if it's suddenly uh, way, way less than that, right? How, how do you justify that to the existing teams who have invested so much? Uh, plus, you have all the, the, the uh, situation with the uh, um, uh, sponsorships, right? Butterfinger is great, but where's the rest of them? Maybe, maybe eventually. Who knows? Like the the league. Well, Butterfingers th- is not yet sponsoring us. Yeah, just exactly. I, I mean, is what I mean is there's a huge interest now in the game, and and players are players. They want to play. They want to compete, and and there's that. Maybe they're not going to be paid as much as they were used to on average, definitely, but it's not like I see many players be like, okay. I'm not going to compete. I'm not going to yeah. go into Owl. I'd rather... Well, maybe some do. Some We saw Carpe is going to Valorant. I don't know. Um, but now it's it's more skewed towards the franchises, the GMs, and, or whatever uh, than it has ever been. Especially with how like this, this entire meta got blown up and it's a new game and, and there's so much uh, um, things that are unknown. And, and yeah. we are about to see... A lot of 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 uh, roster shuffles. I I dare to say, like the biggest one we've had so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing that's come out of the conversation, specifically for the Toronto Defiant, though, um, is this frustration from the community over another failed two year plan that's not really gone for two years. Um, there are some suggesting the team is willing to spend, and they just keep spending bad money. I don't know what their models are, but when Adam joined our show, the sort of prior to last season, he had commented on how, you know, based on sort of their longer term business plan, things were going well. The area that they wanted to improve upon is the success that the fight were not receiving that their other um, teams were, whether it be the, the ultra or mad lions. I don't think anything's changed. Um, within the, you know, inner boardroom at uh, overactive media. That said, I do wonder if maybe they're going to be more strategic as to the spend. 
because while they have arguably as a team, all of the sort of local regional sponsorships locked in and they seem to be very successful at adding to that portfolio, you also have to be a prudent operator of your business. And when you look at the league, like on you pointed out the league, honestly, I don't know how it makes money (laughs) in any way, shape or form. If the teams aren't funding it. So that means it's got to be coming out of the ATVI coffers. Well, this merger that's taking place with Microsoft that will likely come to fruition for the kickoff of the next Overwatch League season will have an impact. Yeah. Like, I think if you're a team, you need to be really smart as to, you know, if things were to go south quick, that you're not holding on to a larger bag than you can deal with in the short and immediate term. Yeah. Anyhow. So Overwatch um, League franchises are basically NFTs. <laughs> well, the, the, the number of people that, oh, I wish the Titans would sell or I wish this would yeah, happen. Well, first of all, do you think there's someone out there willing to buy right now? And if they are, buy at a, an amount that would be enough to convince someone to sell? That doesn't mean forced out. No. Right? And if you were, you brought up a good point. Like, let's say they were to expand the league. I think the only reason that an existing team or franchise would be willing to agree to see the league grow is if that money found its way into their pocket somehow. Collectively. Yeah, I mean, sure. In the meat sports, that's what an expansion fee does. Uh, someone pays hundreds of millions of dollars to have dollars. the rights to a team and it gets trickled out to the rest of the league. Right. Hmm. That That's the idea of, of franchising out, right? Um, and hmm. it's been done in the second season to great success and, and hype but now well did the, did the money get trickled out to those original teams i certainly because, hope it did because otherwise yeah. i don't see why they well, agreed to that right well no but then there were during the pandemic you know rumors coming out that the expansion fees needed to be paid That's in right. installments yeah. and then therefore had like so it's fine you know esports is about to become profitable any century now any century. Yep. Very true. Very Maybe true. Uh, but we're not going to wait uh, wait that long uh, before we talk about the rest of the league, because we're pretty much there. Let's uh, dive into the fray. When I was putting together our podcast notes, um, I struggled because historically I've tried to say, here are all of the cuts and here are all the ads. There are one Mm -hmm. way too many that we know exist within legitimate accuracy to actually go and try to build a list from two. There are a ton who are like not entirely sure uh, and, you know, in the wisdom of the Overwatch League, they have yet to build a play a player tracker or anything uh, for the next season. The last update to their existing player tracker was Stryker joining the San Francisco Shock last season. Now, Dot Esports, uh, Liz Richards and Dot Esports, they've put together their own tracker, and it seems to be comprehensive, but it too is lacking because there is so many comments about people LFT who maybe not have LFT. Like I'll give you an example. The entire Dallas fuel roster is LFT right now. This is your championship (laughs) team. And apparently they're all LFT. Why? Well, Hastro comes out to say, Hey, there are quite a few fuel players who became a unrestricted free agent after winning the season. And we understand this team is a unit and we have decided to let the entire team explore their options for 2023. Now, yeah, I, I married the love of my life. Wedding was phenomenal. The the honeymoon was incredible. But we've decided to keep it open for now. Like, who knows? It just you might find a better offer. Yeah, well, on the market, right? The thing about this, though, and, and Yiska actually talks about this on Twitter um, earlier today. He's like, one thing probably important to note this offseason is that a bunch of teams have allowed their players to put out LFT posts while still having a valid contract with each other for season six. 
most often because they did exercise this option. So what that is, is a player who had an option year. The team had said, we're going to exercise that. You still are a such and such player of a such and such organization, but feel free to see if there's anyone else that might be interested in your services, which may facilitate trades, but there's no clear way to determine who that might be. I mean, the fact that the Overwatch League only put out the roster construction rules for 2023 with the dates that impact the roster construction for 2023 days after they have these dates had come and gone sort of gives you a glimpse into how we as a community or as fans can accurately understand what might be happening. I, I my, Maybe even the league uh, got caught off guard with this barrage of, of announcements and, and releases. What, and so the like, Vancouver Titans cutting D-Pay and the league's like, defuzz? <laughs> and then the rest of the teams are like, yeah, it's on! Remember when we thought it was a controversial announcement? Yeah. It's actually pretty tame because it's the yeah. only one the Vancouver Titans have made. Right. <laughs> oh, and by the way, Deepay, he's LFT. Um, if he had another offer on the table, uh, maybe it fell through, but hey, he, is, maybe he, he can shared coach an LFT us tweet. To, you know, climb into plat or something. That'll be nice. Yeah. Bring him to coach team RSP. Yeah. Hell yeah. I don't know if the iron shoulder is enough to lift us. Oh, that's true. I'm pretty heavy. <laughs> um, but if you were wanting to understand how crazy it is, the best way is to follow the note that I put in our show notes. Everyone is now a free agent, it seems. I'm a free agent. I'm LFT. So if there's an... I bet you are. You know, everybody's... And I bet you shots. you would sign for the league minimum, which has gone oh, yeah. up to 54200 and change. Well, yeah, the part-timer for sure. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. just show up for the games. I'm sure that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I... I I'm curious, like we've seen some farewell announcements like Toronto with their farewells. They've had four of them uh, published. If you think of local time late in the evening on a weekend, uh, which is kind of weird, but Hey, we're not running the organization. Um, Then you've got other teams like the LA Valiant, whose players are making announcements on Weibo. Yeah. And then you have other teams like the Gladiators or the Xiaoya Dragons coming out and saying, yeah, here's our roster as it stands. And they quite clearly communicate who's a free agent, who had an option decline, who had an option exercise, who might be under contract. Yeah, Glads. I think I said Glads and Dragons. Dragons, Boston. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. Florida, NYXL, got the Purge. Yeah. I mean, it's easier to go and identify the teams that didn't get the purge. That's <laughs> absolutely true. Than those that did. Yet. They're just probably I mean, behind on announcements. Yeah. Like, maybe. Washington Justice, you know, who, who else do we have there? Guangzhou. Well, I mean, we knew Washington was going to do it. Yeah. Maybe Seoul is. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, and Philly and, as and well, they just let everyone go and just MN3 and Zest are, are remaining. Yep, it's 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 messy out there. It certainly is. Um, maybe as our episodes go on, an official player tracker will be provided and I'm able to do a quick summary or recap. But at this point in time, I think what we'll spend most of our time on is whatever the Vancouver Titans of Toronto Defiant do with any highlights of, of those who might be signed or announced sort of moving forward. I think we'll maybe talk more about the additions and where someone might be going um, as opposed to those who have, have been cut. And as far as where, you know, people are going um, like pre had mentioned, <coughs> he's uh in uh, in Boston now, so yeah. There's some other like speculations as to. I think Logics is uh, hinting towards like signing a contract. Uh, even Fried so, Wiener, our old friend. It's, oh, FR, oh I okay, FRD. I think that was a troll. Eh, we'll, we'll give him. Well, the you had sh- Shockwave that. like showing pictures from of plane wings. Like, <laughs> yeah. I find so this is the thing. If a player is signing with another team, are they getting? underway like right now this yeah. early in the off season I mean, 
teams have been posting that they're opening scrims and trials and things like that. So yeah, but you don't have to be there in person for that, do you? Maybe you do. Depends on the org. Okay, <laughs> maybe true. Yeah, maybe it's just true. I just road. I'm taking a lot of that stuff as bait. Not to suggest there's no truth to it. I'm just distrustful. Yeah. It's just, it's impossible to say, right? Like, I don't know. It it really is, is impossible to say because with the amount of players we have LFT, with the amount of players we have legitimately LFT, with the amount of organizations that seem to have holes right now, and then the organizations that haven't said one anything... Like there's yeah. everything, everything is made up. Nothing makes sense anymore. Yeah. Anywho, um, let's talk a little bit more about the, the roster construction announcement. So it comes out days after it probably should have, but whatever. Um, we learned that November 5th was when teams could start submitting trades to the league. Mm-hmm. So that's come and gone. We learned that November 11th was when options needed to be exercised by teams and the league would have to be notified. That had come and gone. We have learned that November 18th is when players become unrestricted free agents. And the 19th is allegedly when these free agents can start to be signed, which I which doesn't make any wonder. Sense, is it like, <laughs> is, is that like a midnight thing? Like, and you, you had to like, like it again, the, the fact that there's this window of, Players are free agents officially. You can sign them the next day. Is that just like the, like, again, it's weird. And you have to assume that like teams must have the inside information on this. They must already know which other teams, like who on which other teams is going to be a free agent and everything like that. So does that just mean that like, essentially you want to get your bids in fast kind of thing or something like that? Like it really didn't make sense to me why this is two separate days. No, but I, so I'm going to use a sports example. So in the national hockey league, free agency starts on July 1st. Mm-hmm. That is ultimately like a player contract runs from July one to July 30. Um, your contract isn't in effect until like 1159, 59 on July 30. So there's sort of your two dates, like they're mm-hmm. start and end. Now in the olden times, you are not allowed to speak to a potential free agent until July 1 at 9 a.m. or whatever time it was Pacific. Um, Like it was very, otherwise that was tampering. It was, you were talking to the property of another organization, very bad things. Somehow very complex contracts would be signed within 30 seconds of free (laughs) agents opening. Right. Because, you know, very effective communication uh, channels. But what the NHL did is said, okay, Players who are going to become a free agent as of this date, they still remain property of the team. Like that team has some advantage if they were to resign them, but other teams can now start talking to them a few days before. Mm. So the convert, like the conversations that were happening can legally happen. Can happen. (laughs) Yeah. Can happen official. So, you know, I wonder if within the Overwatch League, they have something like that set up, which is why we see the the confusion of dates. But then why not be transparent about this? And why not? Right. Like, like how hard is it to have a database uh, that shows what players are under contract until what point? Like, I don't see the, the secret sauce. Well, I mean, I would love there to be transparency that we could see, you know, contract, not contract, like specifics, but like every meat sport league yeah. has like in the NHL, they have cap friendly. Yeah. This is a fan site that is referred to <laughs> by those in the league yeah. because of its accuracy. It would be cool to have something like that within the context of Overwatch. That's kind of what I was getting at with, like, if the teams know it about the other teams, why not just let everyone know it, right? Yeah. Like, what's what's the big yeah. secret? I'm, you know, although I think it would be great to also, also publish uh, player salaries, I'm not even asking for that. Just let us know, right? So yeah. that as the offseason approaches, we can look and say, oh, look, Twilight's maybe not coming back right because he's unrestricted after the season like well it would just be nice yeah, to that know that is- because the orgs clearly know that so why can't mm-hmm. we right yeah and then on top of that you've got the league that comes out after these dates are passed dropping the dates that clearly the orgs already knew like mm-hmm. did somebody just funny. forget to draft the post like really right and and it's funny like if you had asked someone who's not like an avid follower of of either 
Overwatch League or or meat sports, if you had told them that one on one end, like one of these, you get to know all the information. It's all out in the open. People can speculate on it. And one is very super secretive about their money, and and nothing gets out. You'd think it's a traditional, right? It's mm-hmm. the it's the ball sports that would be like that. Yeah. And and the video game little league there with with the kids playing on their computers would be more open and not as secretive about that stuff. So I'm not really sure why mm-hmm. it's it's the way it is right now. You know, as we're talking, I did have a thought. No. Is it possible that the lack of transparency is related to the fact that esports is unique and that it competes against itself? Like if you think about mm-hmm. in the traditional sports world, right. there are very few professional athletes who are multi-sport. There used to be a handful way back when, MJ. Um, but very few are now. Whereas in esports, if you start publishing this information, right. maybe you're more. Well, your to... competitor products and platforms it's actually are a very getting good point. Yeah, intelligence that you're now <laughs> making. Like, mm. and I, I don't know where the mm. the happy. I think there yeah. is a happy medium. Yeah. So maybe not like the the contract specifics, but understanding dates might be handy. Yeah. Um, but then is the worry that, oh, t- we know Twilight's available. And so suddenly, you know, Joe Schmo from yeah. I guess the know, closest, competitive. The closest would be like uh, the Premier Premier League and the Bundesliga, for example, or La Liga in Italy. In Italy, those are like the premier soccer, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, leagues in, in Europe. And, and they kind of compete with one another. But still... It's not like well, what you mentioned here. Uh, the, the sports competing with one another. It's a it's a great you know it's a great comment and I, uh, that that might be the case. Yeah. That's- yeah. And I, again, I'm just spitballing, but I, I still feel there should be more information provided. Sure. And more transparency, because like, how is it that we as a community, you know. I mean, we suffer. Yeah. Like, I we mean, start to speculate. Yeah, and, and this and, is the thing we see all the time from players and coaches and people in the, oh, the rumors and, and speculation run rampant. It's funny. Well, it's like they have these. Give us the information so it's not that way. And it's like they have these rudimentary goalposts, which they set. Like, they're they're clearly happy to let us know about when can a team start negotiating, when they need to. And and why can you tell us this, but not the other uh, stuff? It's yeah. like they just pick picked at some things that they're going to share and some things that they didn't. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The um, remaining dates of importance from that post, uh, January 6th is when teams must have a minimum of five players signed to a deal. March 1 is when they have a minimum of six. So if you were wondering when the season will start, after I'm going to guess March 1. Yeah. I mean, it, wasn't it last year that there was that, like, you had like a week or two at the start of the season, not this past season, the season previous or something, but um, yeah. the minimum of six is interesting because the, further to this teams must have six players signed to a full contract at all times during the season. Nice. I presume this is to ensure Bob from finance doesn't get called into action as the Washington justice tried to go or, in. or, poor players who like get to live their dream have to be juggled between 30 day contracts and ended up, you know, being paid well, less than minimum wage. Yeah. And that also has changed. A player can only right. have one 30 day contract from each team. So, uh, if you have a 30 day contract from, let's say the Vancouver Titans, they can't go and continue to extend that 30 days to another 30 to another 30. If they want to keep you now, it's a full contract. And if they don't, that's okay. You could go and play for another team who can offer you another 30 day contract doesn't solve the, you know, freelance player, so to speak. But I don't imagine we would see that as a solution because it doesn't help teams who need a full six. If you're running a budget op, Mm -hmm. you're not paying someone not to play. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you might, but you're not going to pay more than one person not to play. Sure. So was it, correct me if I'm wrong. Was it actually that the minimum six was, shortly before the league started last year i don't remember that so well not this past season no. i think it was the season previous like there okay. was there it was it was weird because it, it wasn't it was like it was, sorry six it was seven was yeah, the minimum then, yeah. before and so you could start with six mm. but then you had to have seven by like it was it was there was a weird little overlap 
where you were given this flexible amount of time. Because it, it, <clears throat> I remember we chatted about on the show. It's like, why, why, why have this? Like, why yeah. is that a thing? Well, and I, I only ask but, because March 1st would be early compared to last season, right? Last season didn't start till mm-hmm. May, I want to say. Was it early May? Was yeah. it late May? Yeah, something like something that. Something like that. Because we, we had gone on for so long wanting information and just weren't getting any, which, I mean, it's possible that could still happen here. But um, with all the player activity, I mean, that's probably going to come to a head within the next few weeks. It was May 5th. It's Sorry. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as the maximum 12. So, you know, a team can't hoard an entire second roster. Well, they can. They just can't have a third. Um <laughs> I don't think there was anyone who had gotten to that point this season, was there? I know Spark. LAV at one point up there. had quite a few. Spark, I think, had maybe nine. Yeah. No, they, they might mean, have even the had The max 10. of 12. Yeah, they, they, were, they were close. Hangzhou has, for the past couple seasons, had almost two completely, uh, sorry, two complete lines uh, one entire Chinese squad and one entire Korean squad. Um, and people have long since questioned it, but. Hmm. Well, who knows what they'll have now? Cause they are also a team making all sorts of changes. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's sort of what we got out of the league as far as roster rules and construction for the 2023 season. Um, Maybe another napkin will be discovered with some additional information to be shared at a later date. Who knows? That's how Vancouver's roster is going to get leaked. <sighs> I don't know. I if they if that were to actually be the case, I'd be surprised because Baroy, true, is professional. True, he comes from a professional organization in the Boston Opera. He'll have so. it written in Notepad plus plus, and someone will see it over his shoulder Ooh. on a train. Uh, uh, it could be a thing before we talk about uh, overwatch uh, the patch that's going to be coming out this week which should have been out today mm-hmm. but is not um, it has been delayed till thursday i think my lobbies have been introducing me to a very interesting mix of first time free to players mm-hmm. and like gm mm-hmm. somehow trolling in quick play mm-hmm. because I'm seeing players who feel like they're owl level Mm. while at the same time, you know, getting main tanks who are doing side quests or something like that reminds me. I played against someone by the name of K one N G the other day. And I was like, wow, this is cool. And then I remembered I play on console and I don't think King was playing on console. So, (laughs) Hey, it, it, Maybe he does. Maybe he does because you have crossplay now, right? It's true, but you can still, you know you can see you by their their name, and usually, unless you're grouping up with friends, you don't get much crossplay huh. stuff. Um, I've had a similar experience though, except mine is always on competitive. So it's when I'm trying to play comp and I want to climb the ladder, my matches seem to swing hard one way or hard the other way. Either you get yeah. rolled or you do the rolling, and then I, I've been finding the the unranked or quick play side of things a lot more balanced and and honestly it makes it a lot more fun like you don't want to get rolled every time and yeah it's fun to have a match every now and then where you roll the other team but uh it's it's more fun when it's competitive well, right when yeah i i can't speak to the comp side because i still think i've only done three <laughs> of the initial matches um but uh, like i was playing a, a quick play earlier uh, this evening on ike mm-hmm. and uh my team was doing the rolling mm-hmm. like we had uh we went with an aggressive push through the uh arch they had actually taken a much more defensive posture um their hog hooked our reaper i slept the hog tossed a pod in our, our reaper and Arissa eliminated their zen and their hog so that point was ours nice. like once we got those two picks yeah. Um, moments later, hog hooks me, Orissa comes and disrupts the, the insta kill. Um, I sleep, I pot, we eliminate him. I thank her profusely, do some tactical crouching. <laughs> and then hog went from spawn and he comes out of the, you know, the castle and he comes down to the lower section. But see, we had been so effective at moving this payload that there was myself, 
Arcarico and Nerissa on the payload riding across the bridge to the <laughs> castle doors while our sojourn is tagging the hog doing side quests down like it's as if he thought he was going back to re-engage when we had already and we captured the final point so quick that hog actually could not get back into the game like he would have been better off jumping off the bridge and resetting he's playing the uh, because of the distance he had to travel the long con he was going for the the super flank well, I, I was I was confused because, like, you know, now with the tag system, like, it's not like, yeah. look here, our sojourn literally tags Hog and he's down at, like, where is everyone? And so I commented in chat. I'm like, hey, well played, everyone. Although I have to ask, was Hog doing side quests? <laughs> and someone replied, no, but he was in search for his father. Oh, poor Hog. <laughs> That's kind of sad. This, uh, this sounds like a good time for a battle pass check. How we doing? How we doing, folks? Any oh, idea? Oh, gosh. I'm... 70 something now oh nice um i'm like 64 ish nice 65 i'm 70 something as well i think i'm 72 73 i didn't get a chance to play much over this past weekend slash the remembrance day long weekend if i had Mm -hmm. i might have completed it i was i was getting close there and we've still got another double xp weekend coming up as well i think final weekend in november is a double xp year so we have like 20 days to go right to finish it something like that it's right around something like that yeah there was a a post that someone had shared comparing the overwatch league battle pass to the Fortnite battle pass and sort of the cost the the costs Mm. um associated to each and then what it is that you get like just Mm. simply for for the battle pass and then subsequently like what do you then get back in return for completing Mm -hmm. from completion um the, and this is just, just Battle Pass, the comparison to the Battle Pass. And so Fortnite ultimately provides you similar value to start, but it's that when you complete the Battle Pass, you're actually getting quite a bit back in return. And the Battle Pass gives you currency. Like you can in, use it to enter. In Fortnite, I assume? In Fortnite, okay. yeah. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, whereas it, it provides more in game currency and ultimately allows you to earn, earn back your Battle Pass. Um, Battle Pass and some extra. Huh. That's, Overwatch or Overwatch nice. doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. But then they went to compare the XP game. Okay. And as someone described, for you to go and acquire the amount of tokens that you need over the course of the season to earn the, f- the subsequent season battle pass in Overwatch. In Overwatch, yeah. there are enough times that you have to go and earn that 10 cents mm-hmm. because that's what those Ten, the the final one is, and that requires all weeklies to be complete. Mm-hmm. Um, that the amount of time that you'll likely need to invest um, is almost as much as completing an entire Fortnite uh, battle pass in its entirety. So just that third step. Oh wow, mm-hmm. interesting. And so the the grind is significantly more severe mm-hmm. in that regard. That's yeah. definitely been the the one. Well, if I have maybe a complaint and a suggestion for the battle pass. Actually, no, two complaints and one suggestion. <laughs> My biggest complaint is Kiriko being locked at 55 because That's I did some calculations in my spare time. And the way I figure it, they're expecting 55 to be about the average. Someone who plays regularly will achieve, which means you're getting Kiriko mm-hmm. at the end of the season which I think is a mistake, right? People want the new character. They want to play it early. I saw, I don't remember who it was. I saw someone on Twitter saying that it should be around 20 or something. And I think that's a realistic amount because that means you're playing a little bit, you know, maybe 25, maybe 30, so that you've got to push a little bit to get it. But I do think they should be giving it to to people earlier. So that's number one. My second biggest complaint is the currency. It's that in Overwatch 1, loot boxes frequently gave you currency. Like I, I think I came into overwatch two with, I mean, mostly because I spent what well, I had. Like I, had. 200K. I, I spent what I had and everything. So I think I had like nine seventy five or leftover or whatever, but that's the point is it was nice that you could earn it. So you could buy things if you wanted to, if you wanted a voice line, you had a little change, you throw it on there. And I don't like that. You literally don't have the opportunity to earn it ever, except for completing multiple weekly challenges, which are harder than daily challenges 
And you get at max, I think, 60 in, in an entire week. And that's for completing eight weekly challenges or whatever. So I do think that you should yeah. be able to earn currency because that does mean that, yeah, you're unless you buy currency, you're almost never going to earn currency to buy the next battle pass, right? So I have the Watchpoint pa- pack. So, you know, I have over 2,000. So I can buy, in theory, two more uh, uh, battle passes. Mm-hmm. But that means I can't spend any of that money on anything else if I want to buy the battle pass, which really, the battle pass is the most value for the money. So, um, so those are my two biggest complaints this far. The one suggestion that I have was actually something that I heard on another podcast. I don't remember which one, and I don't remember what game they were talking about, but they were saying that uh, whatever game it was actually allows you to choose which battle pass you are applying your experience to. So once season one is done, uh once season two is done, and let's say we're in season three, but maybe it's a skin for, I don't know, Zarya. A character, well, no, I, I play Zarya sometimes. So let's say it's a skin for uh, Genji, a character that I don't frequently play. I could actually say, okay, I want my experience to apply to season two's battle pass because that was a skin for Lucio. And I do play Lucio frequently, right? And so then I could basically just choose where I'm allocating my XP. And I could earn those rewards not only uh, for something that I want, but also for something that has past in theory right and i really actually kind of like that system it gives you just a little bit more freedom and a little bit more choice in it that i think it really kind of empowers the player to feel like they're they're able to do what they want versus what they're being told right and i don't think come season two that's going to be an option i think come season two uh you know genji's mythic is going to be in the vault for who knows how how long um i know they've said there will be opportunities to earn it but it would also feel kind of cheap if maybe on season three, they suddenly put the mythic Genji skin at, you know, battle pass rank 10. Like that's going to suck for everyone that grinded it out in season one. So I think they are going to still make it pretty hard to earn down the line. Right. Um, so anyways, that's, that's kind of after having spent a decent amount of time now grinding out the battle pass and everything. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I, I think the idea of applying, your XP makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. because tying it back to sort of this talk about your cur- the in-game currency that you can use to buy subsequent battle passes. I could grind out XP like there's no end in sight and I can actually level up, but it's not getting me those weeklies that are mm-hmm. obviously harder to obtain, but structured in a way that sure. not all of them are even conducive to my, my game style. Yeah. Like the moment I saw that I had to get 11, I've given up on the final 10 cents. Yeah, totally. Because it's like there, there's three weeklies that likely include one that I have no desire to, because it's just either game type or mode or something I just don't do. Um, and that, you know, sort of ties into something I saw on Reddit today or in UX. A number of these achieve or achievements, sorry. Um, uh, weekly goals or? Weekly goals or daily goals. Yeah. It's like, Oh, you need to win 10 matches with two different types and it'll show you when you've got 10. That's the worst uh, one. Cause you can't see not for, yeah, you can't one, yeah. you can't tell for which one you Two, you don't know how far you are along yeah. on the others. Like there's no visual cue. And because I play flex, yeah. I can, I can <laughs> safely assume that when I see that complete or halfway support, okay, my flex is done, <laughs> but then I have no idea which of the other two I have more wins in. Yeah. And there's no way for me to go and do the math or, or track. And so That's like, true. I mean, we're not going to see these types of changes happen probably ever, but well, and that's, that's kind of my hope, right? Is that I hope they're listening. I would love it if they were, I don't know, like, like I don't go on Reddit, but I don't hear a lot of talk about these kind of things other than Twitter. And I don't think, you know, the devs are just trolling Twitter to see what people are posting about their battle pass there. But I would love to see some sort of feedback system where maybe we could see them implement changes. Right. And, and I don't don't think they would make the super customer friendly changes, like, you know, apply the battle pass experience to whatever. I don't think they would change that at least not in, anywhere in the near future. Like that's a three years down the line in order to reinvigorate interest or something if they did do that. But I could see them doing something like reworking the the dailies or the weeklies or increasing the rewards you get from them or something like that. That to me strikes How, me as I don't, an easier I change. That's all. 
But that's the thing is I don't see that happening either. And if you were to say, well, why not? Well, look at what they're doing with Modern Warfare 2. I know different Actually, I, developer group. I haven't looked at it at But all. Modern Warfare 2's model for its, its gear is now structured so heavily that it prevents a casual player from arguably ever unlocking the the gear that they might want to use. Like it would be the way it is set up is that it would be like me not being able to go and access Reinhardt because I have to go level up widow mm. Hanzo. It's like a virtual gun game mm. and you know, and heaven forbid I ever get to the tour blow. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, they're going in a way that is rewarding the grinders, the ones who are going to put the amount of time in and also ensuring that there's an opportunity for the whales to buy themselves out of the grind. That's not a system built towards opportunity for a casual gamer like yeah. me. And uh, considering what we're seeing them do on call of duty, mm-hmm. why would overwatch be any different? Mm-hmm. Like they've, they've gone free to play. They got to make a buck somehow. I'm all for them making bucks, mm-hmm. but you know, at what point in time do I possibly cash out and go elsewhere when I start to evaluate that I'm no longer having necessarily the fun I might want to be having with a game or in turn, I just don't feel that what I want to do and to have fun is accessible any longer. If only we were able to just, you know, ignore all the cosmetics and play the game, enjoy the game, but it's, it's hard. Well, it's not the cosmetic. It's like the locking (laughs) of the hero is yeah. the big thing, right? And I, I get that. I don't, I'm not suggesting the, the locking 55 is, is uh, Yeah, that's the only one that I'm like at odds with. Imagine if like by the end you don't get to a 55 and you never get to play as <laughs> Well, 54. we still don't know what yeah. the people who get to 54 are going to have to do the subsequent season because, you know, like use Fortnite as an example. Oh, you didn't get those quests to get those cosmetics or whatever. Don't worry. You get to have them for quite some time like yeah some of the stuff goes away but there's others that stick around like it it, we don't know what this new system will be um and that is in a few weeks right it is yeah so anywho oh i'd tell everyone what's going on on the patch on thursday but all we know is that may apparently is getting fixed your overwatch league uh, cosmetics for your earnings will be granted to you and uh, a few other fixes so I didn't know that May was broken, and maybe it's just because I haven't been paying attention. It but. was it was a height thing with the May wall, which is like same stuff, different day, right? People were getting mm. to places they aren't supposed to be able to get to by using the May wall, um, and I think they mm. they just kind of were like, it must have just been happening too frequently or something. So they were like, take her out. Um, did did you say that Overwatch League reward something was being fixed as well? Yeah, so like you know how I don't know if you've noticed people are commenting they haven't received all their cosmetics and the tokens and whatnot. Apparently that's coming the in the uh, the delay patch. Ones. I'm glad to hear that because I had yeah. noticed that with mine. Yeah, the thing is, is that we only learned that that's happening when they announced that the patch was delayed because <laughs> they told us what we're getting. I see. Why not just share that's coming in the next patch? Yeah. Like, how hard is it to go and say that? And if it were to be, well, we weren't actually prepared to say it because we didn't know if it would be true. Well, then you have a bigger problem that you're offering something that someone will get by a certain date that you can't commit to. Don't like. Yeah, no kidding. Eh. Anyhow, things change. Mm-hmm. It's all happening. War we don't like it. Oh, so here we are at the end of a show. Um, lots going on in the league. We'll be back again next week. Lots will be going on then probably too. Um, to give you a heads up, if you reach this point of the show next week, we're back. But then after that, it'll be every two weeks. We are going to our off season recording schedule where you see, hear from us every two weeks, unless something just so drastic happens that we have to come to you early. Um, as with every off season, I'm uh, going to try to get some other voices in. Obviously, easier said than done, but uh, we'll do our best to to talk to different people. DK's no longer welcome. But just kidding. Well, I mean, he's totally welcome. Just kidding. I don't think he'd join <laughs> us, but he's totally welcome. Fair enough. But uh, yeah, um, what final words of wisdom do y'all have for listeners this week? Uh, I have a couple of jokes uh, <laughs> regarding uh, my <laughs> health condition. There's some flu themed jokes. Uh, I, I promise they're going to be pretty clean. Well, pretty relatively, relatively. 
So what's the difference between flying pigs and honest politicians? I don't know. What? There actually was a time when swine flew. (laughs) (laughs) Also, what happened when the flu joined Instagram? (laughs) What? She became an influenza. Uh, and I'll finish off with the short and sweet bird flew, bird landed. <laughs> I like that one. Jordan? Um, I don't have any wisdom to provide. I was just going to say at one point you might have heard a clanging behind me. That's because this guy decided to attack me. Uh, I'm, ho- I'm holding up a Hanzo figure. Uh, Nendroid, mm. cute but deadly, one of those guys. You he l- are already dead. <laughs> Yikes. That was good. He jumped off the desk behind me and, and came flying at me. So there you have it. Good, good. One of the things that I have been told is that uh, I'm maybe a little too into video games, or at least was when I was growing up. And one might suggest that my life was maybe ruined by that obsession of video games. Fortunately, I did have a couple more lives. Perfect. <laughs> As long as you can afford the next battle pass. You you, you ate that green mushroom. What up, what up, what up? <laughs> you know, you see these these uh, remade, remixed versions of, of, you know, Super Mario Brothers as if it was real and he eats a green mushroom. And, <laughs> oh, no, he's a leaking ragu. <laughs> Actually, no, that was the... Uh, that was the claymation version of <laughs> Super Mario goes GTA. Well, I remember something oh. vaguely. Yeah. Oh. But uh, yeah, if you reach this part of the show, you haven't joined RSP Discord, do it. Discord slash Ready Sit Pwn. Follow us on all the social media platforms at Ready Sit Pwn. Obviously, you like and subscribe to this show. Make sure you like and subscribe One Man Watch Point, which is hosted by Jordan. And you can find One Man Watch Point on Twitter by following at Sir DRJM. That's at Sir Dr. JM. You know how I give you an opportunity each and every show and you simply say follow yep, me. Yep, I sure do. <laughs> I got to start somewhere, okay? I'll build up my own following before I bite the bullet and make a Twitter account if Twitter's even still around. Yeah, that's a good good point cuz the way things are going right now, um hardly anyone works there. Birds are flying the coop. Um or being yeah, shot from it. Um <laughs> hey, I saw that apparently SpaceX is making a huge ad buy on Twitter right now. So hey. nothing like funneling money. That's, that's when you know things are going real well. Yeah, funneling money from your one company into the other company. Yeah. Oh, well, on behalf of Omni at Omni Strife, Jordan at Sir Dr. J, I'm myself, Chris at Light Force. Catchphrase. Thank you.